what they expect. We recorded episode 69 on 420. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to episode 70 of Cali Brick Click. And like always, you can find this episode and all previous episodes anywhere you can find podcasts, our podcast, Spotify, iHeartRadio. Does anyone use iHeartRadio? Yeah, anywhere else you can find podcasts. But like always, we have Claire the Plastic Architect. Hello. We have Ninja Ninja with the Bricks or Bricks Ninja. Just just Ninja. Just Ninja. <laughs> I don't know what the real thing is. Many of your things it's like just your handle's different everywhere. And I gotta whatever. be in the shadows. Let's gotta keep it shady. <laughs> My bad. Okay, fine. We got Ninja. Who's oh, always Oh man, ninja. that sounded nice. Yeah. There see. we go. And today we have Stacy, aka for Bricks and Giggles. How's it going? Doing well. Thanks for having me. Yeah, thanks for joining us. Uh, for for everyone who's listening, I first pulled Stacy out of Psy stream. So shout out to Psy O'Connor for bringing her out into the Lev community, like amongst people, which we're <laughs> going to get into in a second. But before before that, how's everyone's week been? But we know good. That's good. Yeah. 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 yeah, it's Tuesday. It just started. Did it really? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Monday. Yeah. Well, yeah. I, I thought guess. it was Friday. It's Friday, Claire. We're kind of messing up right, the wall right. here. <laughs> if I would to preemptively guess how this week is going, pretty good. That? Well, you did some traveling and so did I. Yeah. How was your trip? So even though we wanted to hit on how crappy Legoland is, I had a relatively good time with my children, mainly because how they kids. had a good time. Yeah, you have kids. Yeah, they enjoyed it. And like we, you know, I've taken Ezra to Legoland once already, but he was like two. So he enjoyed it to an extent. But this time he fully comprehends what this is. He really knows what the Lego movie is uh, and, and the hobby in general. And, and Luna's not far, far, far behind her, even though she's way younger. They really love like everything. Everywhere we went, it was overly stimulating. Lego, the Lego movies park section was really fun for them i didn't go to the ramen place out of your uh recommendation or anybody else's recommendation i went to get maybe because i also drink a lot of beer at the castle okay. place that may have done it for me <laughs> where i was happy <laughs> but for the most part they enjoyed it and because they enjoyed it i enjoyed it exactly i, I can see how like going by yourself though or with like adults it can be like now what do we do after mini land yeah it's not really like i mean it's not even that. It's if you like go to Disneyland regularly, it's just like looking at like the, oh yeah, for just sure. The, just the budget is totally different. The you know like like the idea is that like Lego prides itself on like being the best toy, but like other representations of of the brand is also really good. Like the retail locations are great. They have excellent customer service. Like they train you know the employees pretty hard, and it's like a, it's a whole shtick. But it's supposed to be a great retail experience. And then when you call like their customer service, it's great. But then that doesn't translate into the parks. And so, cause it's like a different company operating mm-hmm. it, you know, there's mm-hmm. not the same level of rigorous training when it comes to like the customer service employee base, you know what I mean? Like if you ask questions, unless you get the right person, you might get someone who's in a bad mood and that happens like, you know what I mean? But like at, at Disney, that doesn't really happen. People are really like, I feel like, like everyone in Disney who works is like, well, they call them all castmates. Everyone has to be, yeah. yeah, everyone has to to play a role and a part. And even though you're just serving, you know, nachos at Disneyland, you're a character and you have That's to act true. the part. Whereas here, like, 
I, I definitely saw people who were like busting tables who were miserable did not want to be bothered. So I, I, mm-hmm. I can see the difference in that and the, the amount of money that you're spending. I, I think, well, it, that's it, it, thing yeah. that's crazy is like the ticket prices are almost the same as like these other theme park experiences, which are very different. So you kind of go for the nostalgia's sake. And then there is like also something special about it being not as crowded and it's like a park specifically for like an age range of kids. So like there's yeah. something beneficial to that. Like, you know, that you can do everything and like, anyway. Plus so, if you haven't been there and you're a Lego fan, it, it is like fun for the first time to see all this. Yeah. Stuff. Yeah. Yeah. But it's definitely like, I was looking, it's like, why would I pay like a thousand bucks a year to be an annual member? That's like crazy. A thousand dollars. Something like that. Yeah. I mean, that's how much like, you know, that's like, how much, like Disney, it's like around the same price as like Disneyland annual passes. You yeah, know? yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I rather I rather go to Disneyland more so than none. <laughs> so. Hey, Disneyland has a nice Lego store in downtown Disney. It does. It's almost yeah, the same that's thing. That's enough. That's enough. Yeah. And it's got like the great customer service experience that we're expecting, so it's almost better. But anyway, um, Stacey, have have you ever been to Legoland? I haven't. Um, I'm on the East Coast, and mm-hmm. it wasn't until a few years ago that we got one. I think in like Florida, maybe. Mm-hmm. So no, I'm, and I was told I was like in college at that point, and I was mm-hmm. told that basically if you're older than ten, it's not worth going to. Yeah, so, yeah, that was yeah. some good advice. Yeah. So you're like in the you're a Yankee fan. Yes. <laughs> why, my, why are you reverting to Florida? My dad is from the is from the Bronx of New York, and so it was like a family requirement. If I if I wanted to stay in the family, I had to be a Yankees fan. <laughs> Uh, you're one of those. So you're you're a fan by like family, yes. no matter where you are in the world. Yes. Oh, uh, okay. Absolutely. I guess that makes sense. Aside from that, did you guys see the new Bricklink designer prices for the new round? Mm-mm. They're all like three hundred dollars plus. Oh my god! But they're all are they like, big sets though. No, yeah, they're huge sets. Every, the, oh, the, I think Brick Revolution did a great video on this. Shout out to him. Um, where every single set. The, the the it's less than ten cents per piece, even though it's like three hundred dollars. Mm-hmm. So is something I don't I don't know. It's I know you have a Brooklyn store space, so I don't know if that's something you would part out <laughs> just because there's a price value for that. If you were to split all up, is worth it, right? No. I remember when it used no. to be like one cent per piece. <laughs> <laughs> Back in the day. Damn. One cent I'm, I'm that old. <laughs> you that old. I'll do you that old. Um, <laughs> but no, so it, space. is anyone space. like I know Claire? Are you gonna get any of them? I haven't looked at them yet. Like I don't even know what um what sets it is. When is the um when are they going live? I haven't checked mm-hmm. because because since they're over three hundred bucks, I don't know if I want to dive into. I know I wanted the diner mm-hmm. or not the diner. Sorry, the uh, observatory. Mm-hmm. Um, that's I think that's over three hundred bucks. Uh, the modular construction site. Because it says it's a modular, <laughs> that's like three something too. Uh, I think the train station is like four something. It's like ridiculous. Wow. But then again, it's less. It's the high piece counts that are in these sets. So the pieces are always like one by little, one, one by one piece right, for the details. So yeah. <laughs> fair, so, fair enough. Are these sets that we've seen already? I, yes, I like yeah, seen... they, they, they were, it's the third round of the, the third. Oh, okay, I see. So, in case anyone's out there uh, and haven't seen it yet, the, I think the price points are listed. I don't know when they go live. Like then again, I haven't checked it recently. But prepare yourself. Nothing's less than like 
a hundred bucks. Mm-hmm. They're all seriously up there. Yeah, I'm not surprised. I mean, but like, think about how many times you're like, oh, that mock is so cool. Like, I wish they would make it into a Lego set. It's so cool. I would pay the price for it or a small percent. I mean, like, they're doing what people are asking. Like, it's mm-hmm. not, you know, yeah. it's, and it's, you can't ask for like a gigantic, like 3,000 piece set and be like, I want it for 40 bucks. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Welcome like, to the custom world. <laughs> Well, no, it's only, what are you talking about? It's way less expensive than the custom world. This oh, no, well, because also it's supplied by Lego. That's a big difference. Like, but, but then again, you're not, when I say custom world, you're not restricted by rules. Like, keep it under this price point for this set. You know what I mean? Whereas, like, if everybody wants a 501st battle pack, you know, Lego wants to either make it 25 bucks or 40 bucks. Like, they have a decision on how much it's going to cost before finishing the whole thing. You know what I mean? Um, Here, yeah, they're just I, like, I think these prices. Okay probably would be the same if they were on lego shells i mean if they're huge sets like i don't do you see how expensive sets are there's like sets that are like yeah. 50, six, like they're they're like 25 parts and it's 50 bucks like i don't yeah i bought all the dinosaur sets all the Jurassic World. yeah sets. like all that stuff I, is I, like every single one of them <laughs> yeah like i don't this is this is not even close if this was like in the custom world it would be like a thousand oh i won each of these Congratulations. Yeah. Okay, for sorry for interrupting, but I was I just was on eBay for the Black Falcons original castle and I won it for eighty nine dollars. That's awesome. Beep, 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 beep. Wow. It's a three hundred speaking of which is a three hundred dollar set. <laughs> so is it used or new? It's used, but hey, whatever. Eighty nine dollars. Um <laughs> to steal. That's a bargain. That's like, a bargain for that set. Nineteen eighty six. Yeah. Hey, hey yo. That's when the set came out. Anyways, yes, uh sets are expensive. They're, I, I think they're worth it personally for the Brooklyn Designer Program. So I'm not bagging on it. I just don't yeah. know if I want to buy. No. Yeah, no, I think it's really cool. And if like you like a specific set, it's definitely worth getting because it's like a program that I think should be supported. Because mm-hmm. um, like it existing is pretty cool um, for like, it's really only there for the A ball community. Like nobody else knows about it, which is kind yeah, of nice, you know. And like people like to complain a lot that like Lego doesn't do X, Y, and Z for A balls, and this is kind of it. You know what I mean? I can't imagine that they're making like an arm and a leg on this thing, but I don't know because it's like so small, small batch. You know what I mean? It's like yeah, it's like unless it's like going to Target, I can't imagine stuff is really worth. Their point. These yeah. are like the chase variants of Lego sets. Because mm-hmm. like yeah, everything else, you exactly. can just pick up on the store, but you have to know about these ones. Yeah, you have to know about it. You have to like, especially like the first round. You know, you have to like be on top of it, and then they even try to rectify right. that by like being like, okay, we'll release some more. You know, and like here, here's more. You know, it's like very. I don't know. I'm not. I don't like swallow like the Lego. You know, Kool Aid, but this um, <laughs> this is like a cool. I think it's a pretty cool program that they have. Um, especially for designers who like want to see their stuff, you know, be produced. I wonder if their monetary gain is anywhere. Cl- it, it can't. It, it might be the same percentage, but it's not going to be anywhere close to like something that's like. Same ideas. Yeah. I was, yeah, I was thinking that same thing. But then that's also like on the designer. It's like part of. I think a lot of people forget that like part of the challenge of like doing designing a set for Lego ideas isn't isn't necessarily like making the coolest Lego set. It's like making the most marketable lego set which is like a completely different challenge entirely it's like it's like getting the assignment understanding the assignment or not understanding the assignment and like um i think it's people get really upset about 
it's like you didn't read the problem correctly before answering the question. It's like kind yeah, of a basic right. thing. Yeah. Dang, I hate those word problems. Yeah. <laughs> Shout out to JB for that one for the BTS. Yeah. Story. I mean, like if you, yeah. And like, I think you got a lot of hate for that. And which is like, not really fair because it's like, he, he understood the situation, like what was being asked and he achieved that. He like, you know, took the most direct path possible to, to, to get that, which shouldn't be faulted. But anyway. Is that a one direction pun for a BTS set? No, but that would be that. That would be cool. Well, no. if I to do that. that would be cool. So what you're saying is if you what? want to win ideas, you have to pick something that's trending. Mm-hmm. You have to pick something that's palatable for Lego to pick up. It doesn't necessarily have to be an IP. It helps if it's an IP, but that's like harder. It's like you have to find that right IP at the right time. Like think about how many office sets were submitted and which one got, you know, chosen. It's like, it's all like, and it's, you know, it's the moon and the sun have to align at the timing. It's like a lot of factors <laughs> that are out of your control at the same time. So I think anyway. also he aimed for uh, a larger crowd than just Lego fans. Yes. Well, yeah, that's like, think about the friend set, you know, like, think mm-hmm. about those, like, kind of idea sets that, like, brought in. stones and stuff, yeah. Yeah, like, stuff that brings in fandom that's not Lego-based, which is so cool. Like, it's, it makes Lego more mainstream. It, it funnels money into a company which gives cooler sets. You know, I don't know. I think it's, I think it's a lot of fun. But what it does do is it increased value of the older ones, which sucks yeah. <laughs> it's good and it, bad you know it sucks it, like, if you don't have them it sucks if you don't have them it's great as a seller it's yeah but anyway what about atari anybody oh i was you just thinking about that? that i feel like i'm not it yeah i think it's cool i'll probably get it like i didn't i like my cousin before us way before us. yeah like i'm, I'm we're a little yeah. young but i think like i'm just uh it's just such a cool set um, i i don't know i want to see more about it from what i've seen so far it the NES is better so far. I'm surprised they went that far back. I know it's a 60 year or whatever, right? 60 years? It's uh, 50 years. 50, I think. 50 years. Yeah. I know it's the anniversary for it, but I'm surprised mm-hmm. because the targeted the targeted would be like millennials and above mm-hmm. for like nostalgia right now. For as far as who would consume. I mean, everybody's doing it as far as fashion to like regular products, toys, everything. So to, to know, go back like- further than like in the 70s. <laughs> I don't know, but old stuff is like any. It's like, yeah, it's stuff. still an Atari. Yeah. I actually have a pretty high population of older male followers on all of my accounts, so I feel like there is actually older men that are into Lego too. And I know that sounds creepy, like I get it. <laughs> you don't want to say but it. Like I was shocked that, like you know, because I a lot of times I'll click on the people that follow me, and they're posting Lego related stuff. So. Yes, they're, mm. you're, you're going to get the creeps, too. Like, that's just part of it. But a lot of them actually do have Lego accounts. So I'm like, mm-hmm. it's pretty surprising. Well, but if you go to, like, that demographic in. Well, yeah, that whole, I mean, I think that demographic is actually the majority of the AFOL community. If you go yeah, to, like, right. a love meeting or a convention, it's, like, 90% that demographic. So, <laughs> yeah. So thinking of that, though, why didn't they start with the Atari? Because that was before, and I don't know. It's just... I think it's weird 50 to think the anniversary about. sounds better. Uh, yeah, that's true. <laughs> you know, plus Atari's not really Nintendo, so there's that difference also. But I mean, the set looks pretty cool from what I've seen. It just doesn't have a TV. The TV was the best part of the NES. Yeah, well, 
Yeah, that's true. I mean, I still haven't even built my NES set yet. It's still in this box. Wow. I just want to know that I have it. <laughs> I'm okay. good. That's fair. I'm, but I'm do good. better, Shay. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. It's hard, man. It's, I don't have time to build everything. You've got more built than I do. So. <laughs> yeah. <right. laughs> that's true. Yeah. Good stuff. Uh, let's dive into that. So let's get into Stacy for a little bit then. Because <laughs> we kind of dive, we kind of touched on a lot of things that we're going to focus on today. Um, but Stacy uh, or, or, for bricks and giggles on all your social media platforms. Can you tell us a little bit about yourself? Like how you came to the hobby, what you do as far as like with it now, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. Um, I actually got into Lego around like 97, 98. And it started with uh, like a Kellogg cereal box. They used to put Lego in, in cereal boxes. So um, that was kind of the first interaction we had with Lego. And then, not long after I got my first Lego set. And then I have been into Lego for almost 25 years now. So nonstop from that point, every Christmas, every birthday, Easter, just anything Lego related, I've been about it <laughs> for 25 years. So um, in 2017, I was, I bought like, I think it was a diver set that was incomplete and I was trying to complete it via eBay and was not succeeding. And that's when I discovered BrickLink. Mm-hmm. And then the rest is history there. I started buying obsessively from BrickLink. And then I was like, I got to make some of this money back. So I started <laughs> selling on BrickLink. And then now that's what I do full time. Um, I also make Christmas ornaments out of Lego for Etsy. And then I'll sell off some bulk stuff on eBay. And then I I think in 2019, I started my Instagram account to like advertise for my Christmas ornaments. And um, then I just fell in love with like the whole Lego world on social media. I had no idea that existed. So um, yeah, it started with just like posting pictures of the little ornaments I was making. And now I rarely post those because people that that's not what they're interested in seeing. So (laughs) yeah, but I, I got Instagram down like where I was on a good routine there. And then I added in YouTube and now I've added in TikTok. And so it's just kind of been like one thing after the next. And so now I do, it's been almost a year I've been doing just Lego related stuff full time as a career, I guess. <laughs> I mean, you're killing it like on TikTok, aren't you? I I, I don't know about oh. that. I have like 13,000 on TikTok. So it's no. a lot. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I follow two different guys that have a million each. Uh, they're Lego accounts that have a million each. So I'm like, I got I got some room to to grow there, but it's a lot of fun, and that's that's the main point for me. It's just exactly. to enjoy what I'm doing. So that that brings up some pretty much the main topic right there is trying to figure out whether to be influenced or to influence the type of content you create. What, what brought this to my attention is that while Stacey and I were on size uh, live stream, we, we, she brought up that she tries to not be influenced by others. So that way she can create unique content on her own. Is that correct? Yes. Yeah. So do you want, let's, let's dive into that. Cause I know you wanted to like, you wanted to say a separate piece to that before we even started this. Yeah. Um, yeah. When I said that, I was like, I don't, I didn't really super elaborate on that, but I do follow a handful of an, of accounts of like people I definitely want to be supportive of, but um, 
like when I'm on TikTok and I'm scrolling through, I don't get a lot of Lego related content. Everything I get is kind of what's trending now, I guess. Um, and so I really like that because I can see what the viral sounds are and like what non-Lego content creators are making and see if there's a way that I can merge the two so that I am both bringing in Lego related followers as well as more like everyday people that would also enjoy the content. So I don't want to be forced into a niche, which is really what also social media wants. And I've started trying to add more non-Lego related content into um, definitely my Instagram and TikTok accounts. YouTube, I'm fine with that being all Lego. I don't really want to do anything different with that, but I would like to share other other funny things that I do or other parts mm-hmm. of my life. So I'm like, I don't want to be forced into one niche by the algorithm. <laughs> and that's Instagram and TikTok, right? You're not uh, yeah. what you're referring to. Yeah. So like that, that's an interesting way of looking at that, like looking at what's trending as a, at, in a macro scale and then applying that versus what's everyone else doing in Lego mm-hmm. to then make content out of. Cause and on YouTube, I can't speak for the other two as much, but on YouTube, everyone's doing literally the same thing. And we've, everyone said the same thing over and over and over again. It's like really, really hard to like be different, like, and then grow from that. There are like, when you have a review or when, when you want to review something, chances are there are already a hundred people already reviewing it right before you even thought that you're going to review the same set. So right. what's the point of doing it? Like, especially if there's yeah. people lagging their stuff early or people finding stuff early or like just being news. Like, it's really hard to be to be different. And like, I've seen people do trendy things on like other parts of the YouTube world and not do so well. But then I've seen people do like, and, and it looks the videos turn out great. It just doesn't pick up as, you know, like we would hope it to go or people and also people who do the same thing, like generic studs and like kill it. Mm-hmm. So, like, it, it is interesting to see, like, where the correct answer is to, yeah. like, to grow on any social media platform. Because sometimes it's just, like people just, you, you don't grow mm-hmm. no matter how hard you put effort right. into it. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, it, it is interesting to hear, like, a perspective like that, like, trying to, like, open the tunnel vision or condense the tunnel vision. Um, and then find out which way is, like, the right way for, for well, you. Like, I am very quiet and reserved and, like, I'm just – a lot of this stuff actually totally scares me to do. So I, I've i been doing this very slowly. I'm like, I don't want to – you know, I don't ever want to force it. Like, I don't want to put on a personality that's not me to try and gain views. Like, if you don't like me right. for, for what I'm putting out there, I just, I just don't ever want it to be forced where it's, like, a fake personality – you see a lot of those fake YouTube personalities where it's like these huge transitions and, you know, jumps and all they're like, I don't know. They're just putting on a show and you're like, it feels so fake and forced. And I'm like, I'm sure that gets, it's just like it's tiring too. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. It's funny you say that. So a lot of, a lot of uh, content creators on social media are actually introverted as well which is probably why that they've been led to like that interface being more comfortable rather than being in like a group dynamic in like an office or some other setting. Um, But I agree with you. I think 
even though it works for some people, like I think with kids content, it works really well to like be over the top and stuff like that. Yeah. There's something disingenuous about it. And I think there are adult communities that um, like, if that's what you're targeting, they're not, that's not what they want to see. Um, and at least like for YouTube and TikTok and these things that uh, decrease the, the depth between creator and viewer, it's supposed to be at arm's length and people like that about it. So it's supposed to feel like somebody you would know in real life or someone who lives next door. And so if, if you seem disingenuous, it's like su- suicide, I, th- I think with it. Um, Eventually. Yeah. yeah, you, yeah. You, there's there's going to be a fall there. Yeah. Um, eventually the your real self will come out and they're like who's mm-hmm. this well it's also the issue i think also happens with um like with cancel culture as well like oh. if you're so concerned about putting on like a certain um face there is a reality that like a specific expectation is going to be set of you and people are going to try to be to to kind of break through that facade, which mm-hmm. is there are people that are intentionally online to do that, which is like unfortunate. You know what I mean? So like mm-hmm. if you slip up, people will be ready to, right. to jump on you. So it's like you have to kind of find that middle ground. Um, and then Lego is like kind of this weird space because it is it is kids content in a way, you know what I mean? It's like, you can make it as adult as you like. Um, You know, you can target towards an adult audience towards the AFOL community, but like a big viewership is kids. And so you have to be mindful to a degree. So. Yeah. I mean, I feel like when you, when you put a real strong face of what you want to project versus who you really are, it's self-inflicting damage that's all gonna pop mm-hmm. you know like i feel like it's like psychologically like it's gonna you're gonna, I mean, you're gonna hit a breaking point so the thing is like you i don't we can't say this for like youtube or really instagram and those are not sorry instagram and tiktok because those are obviously like haven't been around that long and also less information is shared through those platforms but YouTube has been around long enough now that there are creators that are still there and you could really see like what it was like for them over the course of their lifetime. And they are like successful YouTubers. So they're like the ones that people like aspire to. And you hear people like vloggers, like Casey Neistat, who talks about how like his work schedule and like his rigorousness almost like, you know, destroyed his marriage and his family life and people who have been canceled and who have dead channels. It's like, there's like crazy it's like the data is there for us to like learn from and move from, you know, Mm -hmm. move forward from, but like, uh, it's interesting. It's like, people are always like, Oh, it's like, it's probably like, you know, the number one thing that kids want to be now, when you ask them, like, what do you want to be when you grow up? I think is like a YouTuber or like an influencer. And, um, it's interesting because it's like a relatively like new profession in, in, you can say that, oh, like marketing has been around forever, but it's, uh, it's interesting. I think there's some damage, some serious damage that can be had over the long term of doing it. Um, yeah. I mean, I'm a small creator and I, I, I still get hate. I mean, like everybody gets hate. On yeah. That, so yeah. you're like, I'm playing with a little toy. How can you be mean to me? Like there's, you're grown playing yeah. with a toy. <laughs> They'll find it. Yeah. There's there's so many, like, I mean, it kind of, at least for me, like it takes me back to childhood when 
kids in elementary school will just like find whatever they can to be mean about like it just does not matter like you you know what I mean like there's always going to be something like you're too tall you're too fat you're too foreign you're too whatever there's like so many different things that people can make fun of you for and it kind of is like that as well you're never going to please everybody on the internet and then like trying to do so is exhausting and you can like burn yourself out and yeah no and it's it's just really interesting um yeah like I think you know, obviously, like, all of us are, like, small creators. I just think, like, you know, the people who've got, like, millions and millions of viewers, like, my God, like, their lives are, you know, out there. And it's, fame is, like, not necessarily the best thing, I think. But I don't know. It's easy to say that. Right. Yeah. (laughs) I don't, I don't don't know. Um, But I, I am happy with, like, you know, what, at least, I'm putting out there. I know Claire, you're trying to figure out like the next best moves for you. Right. Yeah. I mean, the thing is, is like, so for part of, part of me was like, Oh, this would be like a really cool career. It'd be like really fun to do that. I really enjoy it. I get a lot like out of it, but um, it doesn't, I had to like kind of make a decision to myself. Like it doesn't make sense for it to be my livelihood. Like I've already spent 10 years in another profession and I'm at like a pivoting point for that. And like my earning potential is so much higher with that than it is with starting from scratch in another career as in social media and YouTube. And I like that other stuff. It's not like I don't like it. You know what I mean? Like it's, it's, it's just different work. And so I, it was like kind of like a hard pill to swallow. And for me, I don't like doing anything badly And so like, and I'm competitive with everything. So it's like, I still want to do something here. So like with the help of like Sands, who's like, you know, surprise, surprise, like a super supportive, wonderful partner is like, you know, we were, we basically like did the work of figuring out like what it is that like I'm looking for and like what, you know, what I, what joy I would get out of it. And so like, but how to do that in like the smallest um way possible if that makes sense so that I can still maintain like another career and so that's kind of we're trying to figure that out you know and like find that balance yeah self-sustaining hobby basically Mm -hmm. yeah yeah Yeah, I think so like it's just like you know it doesn't as much as I'd like to be like oh yeah it would be totally ideal to like be on twitch and youtube and and do social because I like love it I think it's so much fun it's so fascinating it's so weird it's not something you learn in school it is like it's this like moving beast that you always constantly have to stay on top of and it's it's like it really kind of keeps you on your toes but you know we live in the bay area and uh the (laughs) finances that we need to support ourselves here are pretty high and if only I think only one of us could probably afford to try to make a career and one of us has more potential than the other. So, and I think the way we're, I don't know, I don't, I don't want to say we, but I don't know the way I was raised, you want something more uh, stable for a foundation, you know what I'm saying? Like not something that could just go away if someone decides to not watch you. So that's why it's, I think kids just think of it as a career instead of a self-sustaining hobby, which it should be. I think people don't get how scrappy you have to be. Like, Mm -hmm. Stacey, okay, you've got a Brickling store. You're selling on Etsy. You're, like, doing TikTok. You're doing Instagram. You're doing, like, that's, like, the only, you have to have multiple income streams for it to be successful. And, like, 
you know, like I'm kind of like, you know, status quo. I've got YouTube, I've got Instagram, I've got a sticker shop, you know, it's like constantly like doing stuff to like, you know, to Twitch, like all that crap. And I'm not even doing a good job of it. You know what I mean? And it's like, you still have to like, you have to do these things. And I don't think people realize you might as well be like running a small business. At that point. Yes. what it is. Yeah. Yeah. Like the amount of work that you're putting in, I, cause that's literally what I thought about. I was like, okay, I can either start a, the, like a development firm or I can do a YouTube channel. And I was like, shit, like it doesn't mean like, I was like at that point. And then I was like, I could, I could also do the YouTube thing later. Do you know what I mean? Like more yeah. aggressively. And if I wanted to, because like, if, you know, if honestly, if Sans does well, it's great. It's only going to benefit me. So it doesn't matter. Like, <laughs> <laughs> it's fine. I still get like residual like subscribers. And so it's awesome. Like I can literally do nothing and I'll get like 50, hundred subscribers because like, like a thousand new ones. So it's great. Speaking but, of that, I don't know where to put myself on his list. His last list. So I'm just just putting that out there. Yeah, that's that's called um that's called partnership, guys. Reloading or whatever you can. Uh, no, you guys are you guys are balancing each other out. There's already there's already a yin and yang for financial stability somewhere exactly. in there. Well, I will say I'm like a single person, and I live with my parents because I have zero interest of living on my own. That's that scares me. Living no by myself as a female. So I'm like, I'm going to take advantage of this and pay off student loans and yes. be a single person at home. And so if I had like massive bills of living like in an apartment or something, like a mortgage. I, I would, I mean, at, when I started all of this, I was working full time, releasing two YouTube videos a week, Instagram, all of my bricklink. I was like doing all of this. And then I was like, well, I don't have the bills. So, and I'm single, so nobody is, you know, needing me for money. You know, I have no children and no dependents, anything like that. So it's like, I can make this work and build it up now while I have the opportunity, but not everyone has that ability. So it's like, I understand it's not sustainable for a lot of people to do, but luckily my parents are super supportive. So, (laughs) and also (laughs) you want to be there. It's not like, it doesn't sound like you're making, you know, a sacrifice to be in that environment right now you know what I mean like right I mean, no I love it yeah. yeah like no like I think it would ruin my relationship with my father if I oh, lived no. <laughs> so it's like fine you know to each to, like it's it's also really critical that like you saw that as like an opportunity and it's also like if it's not if it's if you're gonna do it now is the time to do it right and if it's gonna work now is the time that it's gonna work where you have like the capacity to give it your all and yes. you know and you're excited about it and yes and it's it's gonna what do you um what are your like hopes like are you hoping that like the bricklink store is like the main beef of it all or like is it that's YouTube? where it started was yeah. I love buying like bulk lots and getting to go through them and that's so fun so it Honestly, Bricklink was like, initially, that's all I wanted out of it. And then Mm -hmm. now the more into social media I've gotten, the more I really like that aspect. But Mm -hmm. I really don't want to lose the love of Lego. So I'm trying to actually put more emphasis on spending more time doing Bricklink. So I've like gotten Mm -hmm. it down to where I pretty much only record, I'll record all my TikToks, YouTube video, take all my photos for Instagram all in one day. Mm -hmm. And then I have the other four days of the week to to spend specifically on 
you know, BrickLink. And then, you know, I just put the social media stuff out as I timing it. Yeah. yeah. You yeah. give yourself weekends. You just said five days there. So yeah. like, like Saturday, Sunday, you're like, yeah. I don't do anything. That's when, great. I mean, when there's bulk lots and I'm like watching TV, I get really bored. So like, I need something to do with my hands. Mm, that's fair. Not. So it, but I don't consider it work. I'm like, yeah, okay. Mm-hmm. I really like going, <laughs> I mean, you're just playing with Lego. So I'm either building it or sorting it. It's like one or the other, but mm-hmm. I can stop at any point. So I don't feel like it's work. Cause I'm like, I can stop doing this whenever I want to. So but, yeah, um, I love, I love like scouring, you know, the internet and whatnot or like garage sales and stuff for, um, for bulk lots and kind of like looking through and seeing if you can kind of identify specific sets that you're excited about. And I've done that. I got like, you know, like I saw like parts of like Lego Rado and we went 20 minutes later, you know, across across town to get it. And we got like 80% of Lego Rado, like in one, you know, but like, and I'm sure you've had your fair share of that, but like, I've seen like, I've watched a couple of your videos where you like pull out like Belleville chunks and I'm just like, Oh, like, you know, like that's like the thing that gets me super excited as well. And it's just like, you know, just that, that excitement is so, I honestly like, this is going to sound crazy, but like, you know, you go through phases with like your love of Lego. You're like, I love buying new sets, the newest, the greatest, the biggest, give me Ninjago city gardens, all of it. And then you're like, Oh, like I want like the weird, like custom, you know, minifigs, or I want to collect all the Marvel minifigs. You go through like phases and then you're like, I want all the, you know, X, Y, and Z. But like, I think the one that I always come back to is like hunting and like, I think someone we met calls it, um, I think like Lego archaeology or whatever, you know, where you're (laughs) like, you know, you're like hunting through it and it's like really fun. Like I've done live streams before where like I take the bulk lot out and like me and Sans and the chat will try to figure out where stuff is from, which is like super, super fun. Um, Yeah, that's my favorite thing to do. Like if I could only do one thing, it would be like sifting through bulk lots and finding treasure, you know? So. and bugs and all sorts of gross stuff that kids <laughs> erasers <laughs> yeah. paper clips yeah are you like um are you do you like use like are you like a rubber like latex gloves like at the first batch or like how do you or like look right at the stickered elements like yeah. How do you, yeah how do you do that what's the strategy i mean if it i've never really like thought i need to wear gloves the dirtiest lot I ever got immediately just went like I opened it and I was like box to bucket of water, you know? So I didn't, I was like, if there's anything electronic in here, I'm sorry, I'm not touching it. It's just going to die in the water. That's fine. But yeah, I usually, I mean, probably should, you don't know where it's coming from, but most of the stuff I get doesn't look like tangibly dirty and I've never come across anything truly horrifying. So, so far. So I'm like, I haven't ever been a, I'm just, I get, get on in there. I'm, I'm too excited. You're too excited. Yeah. I like, it's, this is something Sans and I both have in common. Like we hate having dirty hands like him actually more so than me. Like I hated playing basketball in elementary school because you would play on the blacktop and your hands would get filthy. Like I hated it. Yeah. And it's just like a feeling. And so, yeah, we're definitely like, I have bought like some gross, like old friends, bulk lots and just Mm. some stuff. And it's like, he's like, that's, you're cleaning that. (laughs) double watch that one like to the point that like if we get pab if we get like from like you know from the wall he washes that because fair um, though little kids yeah it's actually really gross if you have any knowledge like shy as someone who's worked there would you say like it's pretty like kids are like 
Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I guess. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Kids, like, kids, so- are, kids are gross. I mean, I also <laughs> can't experience my kids are disgusting. But that's so- why never put the bricks in your mouth. Yeah, so we we wash we wash all um like we especially it's honestly it's probably dirtier like those bricks from the pad wall are probably dirtier than someone's used lot because someone's used lot it's only really been touched by like a couple people. The bam like, is more disgusting. Gets washed. The yeah. bam. Like, Everything. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know. Oh, you mean the build a minifigure part? Yeah, the bam is disgusting. Well, yeah, really? I see. Because like, kids always, they, they just go there to build. They go in there and build minifigures. Because a lot of, since COVID, a lot of them took away the uh, the buildable, like, Duplo areas. And, like, all those are gone. So, you know, a lot of parents take their kids to the Lego store to kind of, like, go play. Like, go walk around. Like, go do something and leave me alone. Like, so the kids, which you saw, Claire, I, I did the same exact thing. <laughs> you did it with your children, yes. Yeah, you I'm like, like go build a minifigs and that's all he did like ezra like he sorts like pulls out specific pieces and ezra mm-hmm. aluna does somewhat the same thing but occasionally most kids no, just, just take things and, and runs. put them in her pocket yeah it's yeah like- we, we came up on a bunch of pizzas yes so but, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah i already know well, a maniac like, yeah yeah <laughs> great i have a winona um <laughs> oh my but for the most part like yes uh, the kids will mainly focus on the minifigure station and like just touch everything there more so than the oh, pieces right. on the wall i don't know i haven't really at least have when i've been there lately i haven't seen many children build from the pad wall uh usually like when i used to work there kids would do it all the time they'll get creative and build stuff from yeah. the pad wall and usually like the builds like that they leave on the countertop mm-hmm. we don't put them back in, well, at least the way i ran my store we didn't put them back into the bubbles Mm-hmm. We broke them down and either tossed them out and recycled them, or yeah. we broke them down, put them in like the two bubbles with the random pieces because we're to sort to you know to sort them back into the in the bubbles is going to take forever. I don't have that type of time, so um for the most part, I think stores try their best to not like put it <laughs> keep the wall as dirty. At least what I'm experienced with, I can't speak for every store that's out there, but it's hard for though. sure. Like you can't, right? Like you, I don't know if you guys have ever noticed, like the, the stuff at the bottom, like closest are bigger pieces, right? So that like really little kids like can't put them in their mouth or whatever, or if they do, they're like less of a choking hazard. Mm -hmm. Um, The bottom two rows are always big pieces. Got it. Yeah. I've always noticed that because it's like, if I need bricks, like my eyes always go down. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't know. Anyway, it's fascinating, but I don't know. I, I, we were talking about like old sets and like digging through old sets, and then we got into dirty Lego. But um, <laughs> well, all are right now. <laughs> no, there's no to me. There's no amount of like that's like not worth cleaning. There's like nothing. Like I will never throw away like a piece or something. Do you know what I mean? Like it's dirty. Yeah, like like there was. You could you can always like bring it back. You know, there's always, even if it's got teeth marks, like you can use it for making mills plates, you can use it for something, you know, like, even like, I don't know, I feel like you can reuse almost, maybe except for like, really distressed fabric, but I'm sure you could figure out something cool with it, you know, like, or if it's shattered, you sell it, right? (laughs) What do you mean? The bulks? Do you sell the bulk lots or do you keep them? Oh, I keep them. I mean, I individually sell the bricks out of them onto Bricklink. But yeah, mm-hmm. and then anything that's like not really worth a whole lot, I redo and put out on eBay. So yeah, it's like a bulk. Yeah, 
Yeah, just like by the pound or something like that. Yeah, basically, I'm just like pay for the shipping and I'll make like a few dollars off of it. But if some mm-hmm. kid wants it or adult, whatever, like yeah. it's not going to have anything exciting in it, but hopefully someone can still use it. Mm-hmm. You just like move it out of your, it's like yeah. mostly to get it out. Yes. Mm-hmm. Do you, um, do you like, when you get bulk stuff, do you ever like, do you dig through it to like find sets and then sell those sets? Or do you keep them? I usually hope there aren't sets in there so that I can sell it all. But if there are sets that I don't have in that lot, I'm I'm going to keep it. Yeah. <laughs> so, does that happen more often than not? No, I really do sell a significant portion. But like in November, I got it was like a 30 pound bulk lot of just 90 stuff. And I have probably pulled 50 sets out of that lot. And I have not, I'm not selling any of them. I have, I have to keep all of those. <laughs> not for nothing, but where, like, where are those sets? Cause you have your famous like panel wall. Um, you very minimalistic. So good on you, but like, where are they? They're all broken <laughs> down in, in bags. They're bagged by number and they're it in is. plastic. Tubs, yeah, I have like three shelves that I can display stuff on, and so it's always just like a constant cycle of building and putting away. So. Yeah, that's how we are too. Yeah, um, we just yeah, we're like we finally got a storage unit or get we're getting one actually possibly tonight. We wanted to do a little bit more organization, but like we have like plenty of backlogged um, like big sets that we know we're like very happy. We have that like new in box. That's obviously like going like the Falcon and all that stuff. And yeah. you know, all, all these sets we're, we're not ready to build them. Cause like we don't have the space for them. So those are going in. And then like we have totes and totes and totes of broken down sets from, I, I like I'm doing it. We like, and then it's also we've combined like our collection. So it's, it's hefty. Um, and yeah, so like we're organizing them now by theme into the bin. And then like, I've created like an Excel sheet that's like, you know, organized by theme and by set number. Yes. And then, yeah, I the exact same thing. <laughs> and I'm going to like print it out for like each container. It's going to go in the front yes. and that's it. And like, you know, it's, it's the only, I, I honestly, it's, I think it's the only way to do it. Like I, I did at the beginning when it was just my stuff, I had stuff like handwritten and then it was just like on the outside, but now with like over 1200 sets, I think even more, you know, we can't, you just can't do yeah. that. Yeah. yeah. Did you give up on your brick set? Um, list? Did, what, what about a brick? Do you, what do, you, about, do you keep up with it? We are. Yeah, we try to. So like we haven't transitioned over all of sand. Like we decided mine was already more up to date than his for my collection. And then, so we've just been adding to mine and that's like our cumulative one as well. Um, and now as we're putting stuff into each bin, we're like back checking to make sure we have it right on brick set and stuff. So I think like yesterday I added like a hundred new Star Wars, well, new to me, Star Wars sets on brick set. Yeah. Nice. And there's more, there's like, he's, uh, the Star Wars collection is, is deep with that one. So, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I, I, I've started to take Lego out of this office and put it in our garage because I am out of space. Damn. Yeah. I don't know why you didn't do that ages ago. Like, because I, I was the wife said (laughs) in the office it does not leave but our garage which is another room it which we don't use i there's nothing in there i've been climate controlled yeah it is okay good it's it's fine it's a room so it's fine um and it's like 
has AC and all that kind of stuff. So it, it's pretty mellow in there. But it's like finished, yeah. Yeah. So it's just like I have all like the large box sets like that I don't think I'm gonna build anytime soon. Like the starter shore, I'm not building that anytime soon. There's nowhere for me to put that. Like I have the ATT, the ATT, ATT, the ATAT box is in there too, and then a lot of yeah. like. The sets that I know I'm eventually going to use, like all the sitcom sets for the Sigfrid Tower, like I thought I was going to have that done by now. I haven't even touched it. All those all those boxes are in there. And I still, like, I'm still full. Like, <laughs> so I'm like, uh. <laughs> so that's my goal I'm is like. just like, my goal is to get enough stuff out of my apartment so I can have people over again for dinner. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, there's so many, like, bins all on my dining room, around my dining room, like, nobody can come over you know what i mean like it's like you have to like snake your way through stuff you know to like get there so that's that's the goal so we'll see hopefully we can get into a five by ten space i have very low expectations that that will happen you don't think for you talking about storage you don't think that's possible is it like a shortage in your area no 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 like hopefully we can get it into a five by ten otherwise oh 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 okay yeah (laughs) i was like uh Like my dad, like I keep like my Christmas trees and like my Christmas decorations at my dad's house, and he like wants to get those out of there, but I think he's gonna have to decorate <laughs> it. I know he's got like twenty six hundred square feet plus storage space, wow. and oh we have gosh. like yeah, we have like less than twelve hundred, and there's two of us plus an animal, <laughs> so we're like and a Lego collection. So yeah. that counts for like three people right there. <laughs> yeah, if not more. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> See, the Shout kids are starting to their own Lego collections already. So the in the office oh. thing is already done with us. <laughs> oh, man. So, like, all the Jurassic World stuff, that's that's not mine. <laughs> that's, that's, that's my kids. Like, I I'll take the pieces if I need them. But for the most part, they get built and destroyed right away. So, exactly. Uh, well, technically, eventually, they get swept in here. Because <laughs> mm-hmm. the wife's like, I don't want this outside. So she just tosses it into the office. And then, like, oh, I guess this is in my collection now. No longer <laughs> in my kids' collection. They could have everything else. But then, then again, they come back in here, take stuff out, goes back out. So I think, I think my wife's rule is gonna is is kind of done. <laughs> but Stacy, do your parents like? Are they into the hobby? They've obviously been the ones to provide it for you in the beginning. They got you into it. Yeah. Like, well, are are they involved at all? I actually just got my mom her first Lego set for Christmas this past year. Flowers. Um, do what? Was it the flowers? No, I came across the Flintstone set in one of my bulk uh, lots, and yes. she was, you know, she, she grew up with the Flintstones, so I gave her that set. And I just got her the John Deere set that I'm going to give her for her birthday this year because she grew up on a farm, and John Deere's like a big thing. So, um, but yeah, my, I mean, my dad doesn't, he's very supportive of it, but he's not like into it or anything. My mom loves it though. She's just never, had any of it she just enjoys buying it for my brother and I and my sister when she was like super young she has like 10 sets but she she was done with it when she was young my brother and I though it's like I don't I'm sorry you're gonna have to buy it for us for the rest of our lives <laughs> <laughs> do you and your brother like have one collection together or do you guys have are they separated I know they're separated yeah. yeah he lives in a different state so he has all of his stuff but when I go to visit or when he comes up here, I'll request some sets occasionally. Because when we were growing up, we had our own sets, but we would, you know, play with them together. And my my parents were like, you know, they didn't think that we would be collecting them as adults. So they were like, if one of you has it, that's 
enough. You can play with it. And now it's like, but I really want that set. Or it was a big part of my childhood. So I want to review it for YouTube, even though it's not technically mine. So you like venture into new, like the new stuff is cool, but mm. the style is just not what I'm a super big fan of. Or they're like stylistically. Yeah. Like, you like the, nost- the nostalgia of, yeah, the older stuff. Yeah. Like the bills were just easy <laughs> yeah they were and and they were massive like they were still huge sets but they didn't require as many pieces so no. i don't know i just really like it, it used to be about imagination and now it's no imagination required like no. it give you exactly what it is you need yeah, everything's super true. intricate i just liked where it was more about like i don't know the build is fun but as a kid um, i wouldn't have been interested in a 1200 piece set because i would have wanted to play with it so I just never grew out of that phase, I guess. <laughs> so you still play with your Lego? Well, no. There's nothing wrong with that. I still play yeah. with my Lego. I, yeah, I still <laughs> play with them. No. I mean, the dream is to someday have kids that I can play with them with. But no, I mean, it's mostly... I just don't have time time for that amount of building. All of my large, like, okay. Ultimate Collector Series sets are still in the box because I don't have time for a 5,000-piece build, so... As much as I want to. Finding time to build Lego is so hard. It is. Yeah. And then finding time to build Lego and film it, let alone edit and put it out there, is even harder. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah. When I started my YouTube channel, I was doing two videos a week. Now I just do one. It's too much. <laughs> no, for sure. Like, honestly, like, this, this podcast and stuff like is one of the few times that I like will sit down and other than like you know to do something that's like kind of Lego related and fun so I'm a lot of I'm I build a lot of the times that we're recording because it's like otherwise I haven't built in a couple weeks you know so this is like a fun time and and I just like do something silly like a little these little these little books are great by the way yeah I love them them, and they're so satisfying and they're really like they're just so easy to store and to put on display. And it's just like, I, I've really enjoyed them. So I know a lot of people have like hated them, but I think they're really fun. Do you think those are better than the Disney books? I love all of them. (laughs) I, I, yeah, I'm a big fan. I have all the books. You're on mute, Shai. It's okay though. (laughs) Do you like how they look on a shelf? My bed. Oh, now you're on mute. mute. (laughs) I love how they look on a shelf. (laughs) I feel with your giant bookshelf, uh, it would match perfectly. Yes, I love books, so it's it's it blends together. It's like it's my love of books, like probably my two favorite hobbies. No, that's a lie. Cooking and Lego are my two favorite hobbies. Yeah. So what you're saying is we need a cookbook. That be that would be the ultimate like amalgamation <laughs> of the things that I would love. Yeah. I mean, you can build a cookbook. For your shows on Mondays, Dang. I don't know, not really. I like. I mean, I, the buildings are just still more fun. But it, it would be cool to get a set like that from Lego. Well, I think we've hit it. All. We've hit it all. <laughs> we, we hit the time. Is uh, anyone have anything left to say or bring up? Stacy, you want to plug anything? Uh, I don't, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm I'm at for bricks and giggles on like every platform. Consistency. Yeah, I mean, if you if you type for bricks and giggles into Google, I'm like the first ten hits on the internet. So, yes. <laughs> this is already taken and like 
TM. Yeah, I did. I did actually go through the trademark process. So wow, it literally nice. is trademark. Do I have permission to put your name on YouTube? Then? A- absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> and or Spotify and any other social media. Outlets for sure. Okay, cool. <laughs> Um, well, in that case, thank you for joining us. Yeah, and, thank you uh, for me. It's yeah, fun. hope to see you on here soon again, maybe one day around two. Yeah. And if no one has anything else to say, just roll that music. Peace. Bye. The video you put up was short was funny it's like, oh, that's how Stacey. Yes. Yeah, I, I realized I'm like super stiff on those things that I do. I mean, other than TikTok, but yeah, it is like.